one of the main things that I need to improve as a person is a beingness of defensiveness and blocked offness because I talk all the time and I think the most important thing in the world is interconnection. And I've just experienced in my whole life, but especially recently, such a absolutely blatantly, ridiculously, terrifyingly horrible sense of separation from everyone and not really and going deeper into it than than farther out of it, than healing out of it. And I think I can say very clearly, actually, that one of the main contributing factors, if not the main contributing factor, is is the quality of being hard versus being soft. And what I mean by that is hardness is sort of like a fake masculinity, a guard, like a defensiveness, a fighting nature, a fear of other people, a a shortened breath, like you're not even softening to receive your own self or your own breath, Um, sort of, it's really interesting because I feel like hardness comes from the need for protection or the feeling of the need for, for protection and you'll keep I'll keep fighting within this defensive shell of hardness for help or for support when the very state of being that hard and defensive and that afraid afraid makes it incredibly hard for anyone's connection to get through and I haven't been able to really remedy that. Like I've been thinking, thinking about it, but I think that I have a bit of a solution and people, and it has to do with breath work. People talk about breath work all the time. Maybe they don't, (laughs) but some people do. And I haven't really been able to receive it in myself well enough. Like I've let my own anxiety sort of get in the way of feeling like I could do it and that it was having any positive impact on my life. And of course, it's super crucial when if you're trying to do practices for yourself that you feel them actually to be effective. You're not just forcing yourself to do some routine. And um, I was looking, I remember reading on the Dowlar, I don't know, Twitter or something, the, the line that breath work is receptive action. So if hardness is a lot about um, outward forcing, and pushing other people away. It's like has a huge association actually hardness does with, with feeling like you hate people. Like think, I mean, not, I mean, especially me, I don't, I'm not much of a hating kind of person, but, but hate and and like the fear, the hate that comes from being afraid of people. I am a fearing person. So that goes with, with hate a lot, but think about like a harsh dictator. Think about like, like hard, hardness as a quality and how that goes along with hate and um I guess the clearest off actually I am a hating person it's hating to oneself it's hating to myself it's being internally extremely aggressive so I guess that's extremely clear so the goal is to to not be hateful of oneself is also not to be hard on oneself it's to be soft with oneself and to like receive oneself instead of beat beat oneself up 
So the reason why breath work is receptive action, it's the it's turning the head on um, on the sort of aggressive outward pushing, forcing um, demeanor that causes so much problem so many problems and causes so much separation. And like the very act of being defensive like that um, makes other people less safe feeling actually to feel pushed away from you. Um, it's asking a lot of people for them to overcome your barrier of defensiveness. Because I'll get, what'll happen to me is I'll get more and more angry and frustrated at people that they're not tough enough or they don't step up or they don't, like, I'm like, Jesus Christ, why is everyone such a wimp? <laughs> but um, that's only because, maybe it's not only because of that, but it's because I make it harder and harder and harder, actually, to um, to overcome my own defensiveness. I become more and more forceful, and especially, like, if I want to be, I can be very intellectually... Um, intimidating because I have a really stubborn and knowledgeable mind. Like if I want to, I can, I can sort of really build a huge wall that not many people are going to be able to get past that way. So back to breath work. For me, since I'm so hard on myself and I'm such like a high achiever and I, even if you're not crazily like that, um, I'm sure you'll have a lot of these similarities, is that when I think, okay, well, how do I want to help myself feel better? I think of like four different ideas. I think of them like down to the T. I think about the time I should do them. I think about like, what's the best strategy? Like what kind of, what are the five types of breath work that I'm going to do at these intervals? And like, how is, how is it going to be set up around me? How am I going to um, do that? And it's just like, when you're having a really hard time inside and you're really anxious, your chance of being able to follow through with all that stuff when that's way too, that's just way too much. So the kind of breath work that makes sense for me is the simplest where all I'm focusing on is getting a full in-breath and the full release. All, all my awareness is on is not, not my technique, not my posture, not, not how I look when I do it, not how, intense my breathing is, not if I'm in my nose, out my mouth, um, not how many breaths per, per minute I'm doing, um, not what parts of my brain am I affecting, none of that, like simply just I'm with the, the, the awareness of getting the full in-breath and the full out-breath. And also instead of doing that for an hour, maybe just do it for half an hour or like the hardness of like how how far and how long can you go also needs to be drawn back if you have a personality like me you know like a half an hour is like until you feel like you want more and um <clears throat> so the thing that's really cool about that i just realized by just doing it about that the simplicity of that is you, uh, the, the main thought, you know, sometimes when you meditate or something like that, more meaningful thoughts than you're normally thinking when you're panicked come up. And what came up to me this time was just that 
breathwork is a practice in vulnerability and vulnerability and hardness are sort of opposites. And I have some like information about this in the very, in the zero with episode that I did for this podcast, but um, that you can, if you're anything like me, you can feel like you're being extremely vulnerable in life, but you're actually not being vulnerable at all. If you have a closed heart feeling like me, and you have a hard defensive personality, you're not being vulnerable at all. If you feel totally alone, if you feel afraid of other people, if you feel like um, harsh on yourself, you're all those things, you're probably actually not vulnerable. And that might sound weird because I'd go like to myself, well, I've been crying, I've been trying to ask for help, I've been telling people um, what my problems are, I've been on like communicating my feelings in conversation. Yeah, but those actually aren't real. They, it's, it's possible for those things not to be real vulnerability is the thing that I'm realizing, which is sort of like, thank God that there's another layer of vulnerability because I'm screwed if I'm stuck just being upset, <laughs> upset alone forever. But the main idea is that, okay, vulnerability is only possible when you're actually authentic, like you're actually in tune with your own self enough to um, feel like you're speaking and talking from your real self. Like if you listen to people talk about their problems and talk about their relationships and talk about their life, they'll be, there will be certain storylines and problems and issues that they like will talk about forever. They'll talk to different people. They'll talk for ages. Like it's almost like their entertainment to go back to, oh, I, this person, that person, this situation. I'm so, that's so causing me so much stress. And so what that says to me is there's some thought loop that you, that you keep merging with, that you keep, you keep getting caught up in over and over again. Like, so you're not, it's keeping you out of presence, obviously. And if you're doing breath work, well, I, breath work even, just if you're doing a 30-minute session or whatever where you're fully inhaling and fully exhaling, you realize that um, it puts you in a state of practicing vulnerability because vulnerability is, yeah, it's the opposite of hardness. It's letting things in. So when you're doing that, you are just letting the thoughts that you're experiencing come in. You're not doing what you're normally doing in your life, which is, oh, I don't want to think about that again, or oh, I have to merge with that again and try to solve it. So you're not doing either of those with your thoughts. You're not blocking them. You're receiving them just like your breath, but you're not going into them. Your only priority is your in-breath and your out-breath. And um, that's extremely healing because vulnerability is actually what heals people. Like having an, having an open heart and vulnerability I see as super interconnected and having a really open heart where you feel connected and to other people and open to life is the number one most important thing for health, no matter what the heck is wrong with you in, in any way. Um, the number one thing 
that will make your life better in that context is having an open heart. And to have an open heart, you need to be able to be vulnerable. And what I hate is that um, the more guarded feeling you get and the harder you get, instead of being sort of like what I've sort of acted like is you want to hammer to the other side. It's like maybe if I get harder and harder and harder and harder, I'll be able to smash through this wall that um, is separating me from everything and making me feel so afraid because I'm so isolated. Like maybe if I get harder and harder and harder and harder until I'm like the hardest thing on earth and I just smash it and smash it, then it'll fall over. But that has proved very, very ineffective. That idea of if I, it's like the idea of if I keep going south, it'll just randomly turn into north. Um, because it's, it's not vulnerable to get harder and harder and harder and harder. And it like disc, it's like you get harder and harder to yourself too. Like you can be in so much. Um, yeah, you're just in that punishing situation with yourself. And, um, so you'll, you're more likely to get more and more and more punishing and more and more and more harsh. But the, the, the wonder of vulnerability is it's the same as if you just think of like releasing a like vulnerability is the softness that allows things to flow and be released. And actually a lot of the reason that we get hard is because we've got psychological um, weaknesses where we're afraid of other people touching or triggering them. And I really think the only way to heal that sense of being able to be highly triggered. Cause I went from a place in life where I felt like I could hardly be triggered at all. Like my brain was incredibly clear and strong, like not incredibly, of course it wasn't like I was not afraid at all of social stuff, but I was pretty much, um, pretty much strong there. And then the harder and harder and harder I got and the more and more lonely I got, the more and more my brain got super reactive. And I think the only way to heal that brain, that fearful brain, is to become vulnerable again. And of course that's inherently scary because you're afraid that in vulnerability you will be put in danger that's really the basic idea of it. So, but vulnerability is what heals. It's like, you have to be able to be vulnerable with yourself to get back to being authentic, to know what's true for you, to, to do what's right for you. So doing a certain, a little bit of breath work with yourself is practicing vulnerability with yourself. So you're in a position where you realize that the only thing that that's hurting you when you're alone is your own self or your own thoughts. And if you go into the space of allowing in those thoughts that normally you'd block because you thought they were dangerous to you and you don't merge with them and you let them in and they go, you're actually, it's almost like you're making yourself more vulnerable to your own self. And I hope, and I think it would be natural that also as you practice getting, getting your breath back, that um, you also release emotions. Like there's a lot of emotions that there's a lot of emotions we express all the time of sadness and upset and anger 
that are more associated with our own frustration with our hardness than actually getting down to those deeper, deeper vulnerabilities that we have in us. So if you practice breath work as receptive action, what I hope is that in now, when you're not denying the thoughts that are coming into you, um, when you're not denying them, you're also not holding and blocking off that emotion that's connected to them. And so you might be able to break down or feel a clarity of a feeling or an emotion that you've kept trapped because you've been blocking it and blocking the thoughts with it. So learning to be vulnerable and learning to be receptive is super healing. And it's so different than the way that we normally think about healing because it's about changing a quality of your being rather than actually changing something about yourself like we there's a million philosophies and just people recognizing okay like your thoughts are transient and creative your emotions are transient you're they're affected by things on the inside and the outside we're connected to everything so thinking of yourself as just like an isolated bundle of thoughts and emotions that you yourself need to control just makes yourself into into a more and more controlling person of yourself and others. The real thing is that the need to control them is the issue. And what we need is a a sense of self that that receives those whatever thoughts and emotions that are happening to us so that they can go through us so that they're not um, trapped within us. And so the last thing that I wanted to say is that a really good thing to recognize in ourselves is whenever we go to sort of disconnect from ourselves or stimulate ourselves, like whenever we're just like, we've got some sort of unease in us and we go and eat or get on a computer or watch something or whatever the heck your distraction behavior is, everyone's got got a 10 million, that that is extremely contrary to becoming more vulnerable and being with yourself. Like instead of going straight into those behaviors, going into breath work is going to do the opposite. It's going to bring some of your presence back instead of give it away, instead of numb you. And you also are put in this wonderful position where you're like, this is not about what I do and what I achieve and what I need to need to get better at and all that stuff. You might have those thoughts that you would just allow and not react to while you're practicing your breathing, but you um, are mostly just realizing that you want to improve your quality of being for your for your life to feel better. And um, if you can, of course, like it's not helpful to focus on. Okay, I guess the main point that I'm that I'm saying is most of us feel burdened by our own thoughts, if not haunted or tortured by our own thoughts. <clears throat> and um, I guess what the whole point of 
going into breathwork and receptivity and softness can teach you is that that's not how it has to be whatsoever. You don't have to be um, burdened by your own mind. And trying to use your own mind to rewire its own thoughts or to not say that's never useful or anything, but I'm saying that I'm I'm very smart and I'm very well researched and I've spent months and months trying to rewire myself with my own brain and it just does, has not worked for me, just not effective. And I think that the only, I've said it to lots of people, but the only thing that has been effective is when I get genuine, vulnerable, emotional release. And the thing that was so actually terrifying to me was, wow, like, I can count on my fingers in the last month how many times I've actually felt like I could release control in myself enough to have authentic emotional release. Like, that is dangerous. Like, that's, that's like, it's dangerous to my own sense of, of comfort in my own body, for sure. And it, like, keeps you very, very disconnected, and it enhances your feelings of dissociation a ton. You're just like this wall inside. Like, everything just gets, like, absorbed behind the marble wall. And um, so one thing that has helped is feeling like, feeling like you're safe is really, 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 really important. That's, like, the, the paradox of, of hardness, in my opinion, that, like, if you're really hard, you probably feel really unsafe. And so, and the biggest way actually to feel unsafe is to feel psychologically unsafe. And I think that's like a psychologically, emotionally, all that, like there's feeling physically unsafe is also terrible, but it's usually because that goes along with being psychologically unsafe as well. And, um, so the step to make ourselves psychologically safe is to really know what vulnerability is and thinking about what vulnerability is or doing vulnerability practices sure as heck has not worked for me yet. So um, vulnerability to your own state of being, like instead of controlling it, is like the way that we should be able to be living. It's sort of um, and it also has to do with, like, we're vulnerable to reality, too. Like, we're constantly in denial about stuff and blocking stuff up and avoiding stuff and not wanting to see stuff and putting stuff off and enforcing stuff because we don't want to let it in. Like, we're afraid of, oh, if I talk to that person, it'll bring up this. If I face this thing, it'll bring up this, da da da, da. The more you're actually able to be soft and vulnerable, the less any of those things are going to be intimidating, the less you're going to try to avoid them. So instead of what I, my natural hardness, um, tries to do, which is, okay, what am I going to structure to make myself do to overcome things? It's like that state of being where you're actually soft and you're actually relaxed, and you actually release tension, and you actually release defensiveness, and you actually release fear, that's what you need to overcome 
oh, quote unquote, overcome what you're feeling stuck by or trapped by. And getting harder and harder sure does not help. So if you're hard with yourself, if you're afraid with yourself, realize that that's probably because your own thoughts scare you. Um, and that's the reality. You have to be vulnerable with yourself enough to be with yourself however you are now, however you always are. And um, inst I feel like so much of the strife is, okay, I feel bad now, what do I have to do to fix it? That's not a very helpful mentality, I don't think. It's more like, um, how good would it feel to feel relaxed? How good would it feel to feel safe? How good would it feel to feel non-defensive and open? Um, it would feel amazing. So I think that you can totally get there, like have results-wise get there through allowing your breath fully in and fully out and allowing your thoughts and not merging with them and not rejecting them and allowing that processing to actually happen within you. So best wishes to me and to all of you and have a good day.